Austin, Texas, radio listeners all over the world, but mainly Austin, Texas. We love it here. It's a beautiful morning. I'm here with my best buds, Byron, Lambert, Alex Dunlop. This is Roster Watch, brought to you by rosterwatch.com. This is the Trash Men speaking. Where are you today, Alex? I am in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Kalamazoo. Why do I know that name? <laughs> I have no idea, <laughs> man. Put that in we're, songs we're, or uh, something. We, yeah, it's one of those ones that's like <laughs> sounds like, "Hey, I'm I'm out in BFE, you know, uh, Kalamazoo." Yeah, yeah. You know, right? I, I just I I think it's about halfway between Detroit and Chicago. We're playing the Apple Store in in, in Chicago this afternoon. We had to get a little bit down the road in order for me to be stationary for the show. So, oh, I think that's it's, why it's I'm in Kalamazoo. I think it's in that Route 66 song, Kalamazoo. Maybe I could be wrong. Anyway, we've got a great show for you guys this morning. <laughs> we have John Eisenberg, Ravens Insider, going to talk to us. Baltimore. Listeners, call in 447-ESPN or 477-ESPN. Get your calls in on your on your lineup starts today. 447-ESPN, you heard it. 447-776. Call in 447-ESPN. All right, so what do you got for us today, bye? All right, well let's let's kick things off like we always do. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a little detour on a spin around the fantasy planet, and what we're gonna do this morning is take a spin around our fantasy lineups. <laughs> this is I like it. Pri- primarily because I have questions I want answered about mine. But uh, this this is uh, brought to our listeners by PlanetFitness.com, Planet Fitness Austin, the Judgment Free Zone. Uh, make sure and find out about their memberships that start at only $10 a month and get over to one of their great five locations and uh, get a workout in today. App coaster. Um, actually, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll toss, I'm going to toss the ball to you really quick. Let's start with your roster, Dorian, because you had a question this morning. You're wondering if you should maybe make a trade Mike Vick for Roddy White. So well, let's the, talk about it. The main issue is, you know, I don't know that Roddy White is worth a Mike Vick, but... I have Daniel Thomas. You know, my other two running backs um, that I could start are on buys this week. Daniel Thomas is questionable for Monday night. I don't really like that situation, especially because it's on Monday night. So um, if I could get Roddy White and, you know, maybe a lesser running back in exchange for Mike Vick, you know, it's something I might pull the trigger on. Just to, you're, just to, just, you're, you're looking to deal Vick? Well, the thing is, I'm not necessarily looking to deal him. I just want some insurance for Daniel Thomas being out. You know, every week matters to me. So the pri- the primary impetus for the trade at this point is not necessarily to upgrade your starting lineup, but just to go ahead. that too. But to to go ahead and give you some insurance at your at your flex spot is what you're saying, right? Well, yeah, and and then you know you were lucky enough to pick up Cam. <laughs> As well, sitting on so, my couch when I told you to do it, I should have. I I don't know why I didn't do that. It was a great move. What are you doing? Why are you giving the trash man tips like he needs them? <laughs> to, to being too friendly in week one, too excited, <laughs> too friendly. I was watching the game too. Well, this is what I'll say: is last year I actually did a. Uh, I think I think they're both perception wise they're both down a little bit this year but you know there's still Vic and Roddy White and I I actually did a trade last year Vic for Roddy White so I mean what was fair last year I don't see has changed too much this year with that said I'm not as high on Roddy White this year as I was last year I'd like to hold out for something a little better maybe but it's a it's a pretty fair trade yeah I think I think I might I think I might uh, field 
It's tough to get equal value when you're when. Yeah, I mean, with a guy like Vic, it's, it is, man. I mean, he 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 was your first round pick. Roddy White was somebody's second round pick. He's been a little bit disappointing. You'll be buying a little bit low on him. Vic, and, but Vic was my second round, I think. Well, you were on the turn. Yeah, CJ. Well, you, you are Megatron. Right, right. Megatron, Vic. Pick. Yeah, twelve, thirteen. So. Well, I mean, the problem is he, he's coming on. He's he'd be tech, you know, in some regards, kind of coming off your bench because you got Newton, and so it's just tough to it's tough to get. You know, it's like last year when Ketchum had to trade in my other league, uh, Drew Brees for Matt Forte. It doesn't seem perfectly even, but at some point, you know, you, you got to just get what you can because you can't roll with that. Can't get any points from that guy being on your bench. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and guys I know mean, that. The- yeah, I I'd be nervous as a Vic owner myself. Anyway, I I'm, I just I he's 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 getting hit a lot. He's getting hit like thirteen times a game. Yeah, and I might do it. I might do it. I think it's pretty safe. All right, let's go ahead and uh, we want to talk about our awesome producer Eddie Cross's sweet team, fantasy football team, the Texas Tapouts. I hope it's the Tapouts and not the Harry Johnsons. I'm looking down at his <laughs> at his at his matchup right now, but. Uh, so, real quick, he doesn't have a lot of options on his bench, but he between these three players, who who would you start? And he has two flex positions available. Robert Meacham, Pierre Thomas, both at Tampa Bay, LaDainian Tomlinson at home against Miami. What do y'all think? Do we need to pick two of these? Two of the three for, for, for Eddie Cross's flex positions. Two, two, two mean- flex positions. I think that it, if I'm doing the deal, I get Pierre Thomas in there, I think. I'm pretty sure. And then, man, between the other two, what is it, Meacham or who? Meacham or LT. Meacham, or Meacham at Tampa Bay. Is, it, is this a PPR league? Eddie? Uh, yeah, it is. Oh, hey, there it you is? Go. Yes, sir. It is. I would, uh, then I would, pro- I, mean, I, would go with the, I would go with the upside of a Meacham. I agree there. I think that Meacham, I, I mean, actually, he's probably like the n- number two receiver. I would say right now, I don't, I don't like Colson as the number one right now. Well, you just did an article on targets. Is is Meacham getting a lot of targets that are going to make him valuable as far as a PPR is concerned? Is he going to get that much more production? I always think of Meacham as like a two catch guy. See, but those two catches usually pay off for you. Yeah, and, and I'm looking at I'm looking at Dorian's targets report from week five on WallsterWatch.com, and he is not one of the top. God, Jimmy Graham is such a target <laughs> hog. Twelve targets, my God. My, he's, he, he's their he's their number one wide wide receiver, and like I said in my in my three thoughts from each game Sunday last, uh, I guess um, not last Sunday, but on on Monday of this week, I you know with those with those. Once you get kind of down the, once you get down the ladder with those with those Saints wide receivers, there's like you know, I mean Sproles has been getting so many targets in the receiving game, and then you got Lance Moore, then you got Colston, then you got you know Meacham. Once Henderson gets back, him too. So a lot of weeks that's going to be a real roll of the dice, and sometimes a sucker bet. But you know, Devery Henderson won't be in this week. I like the upside of a guy like Meacham in a in a, in a division matchup. Well, we got a little split opinion here because I'm actually looking at this saying I never like I don't. I just don't these Meacham and Thomas are both marginal. I like buying into the Saints offense, but I just don't like a situation of starting two marginal players 
from the same team. It really limits your it is, upside. It isn't optimal, but LT wasn't getting the ball at all last And then it's week. at Tampa. I think that could shape up to be a little bit of a tough division game. I don't know. I like I actually I like LT a little bit this week. I think I like him at home versus Miami, and then I like the safe pick of Pierre Thomas at Tampa Bay. Because I, Eddie has a, the rest of Eddie's lineup is good. Newton, Finley, A.J. Green, Witten. I think he's got a solid team, so if he can fill it in solid with those two running backs, that's my advice to Eddie. I think, though, that um, the Jets are really high on Sean Green right now after that game last week. I think he's going to tote the rock most of the game this week. I like, like Alex. I agree with Alex. I think Meacham. So ultimately it's up to you, Eddie. <laughs> yeah, geez, thanks a lot, guys. And then, and then uh, <laughs> go, go, go two to one, Eddie. He's two got, to one, he's Eddie. Got, yeah, go with the go with the majority. We'll see how that shakes out. Uh, another league of Eddie's. He's got to decide between. He, he actually, I like his move here. He's got Jason Campbell in at home versus Cleveland instead of Matt Schaub at Baltimore. Look, I think it's pretty bold. What do y'all think? Well, I'm benching Schaub in favor of Freeman. You know, okay. Uh, I, 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 I'm a little bit, uh, you know, I'm I'm a little bit worried about him this week, but I don't think there's necessarily too much to worry about going forward. It's just, you know, Texans at Ravens. I can just see this being a slaughter. Trash man, you agree? Well, I, just, I like I I think Joe Hayden shut down cornerback for Cleveland is questionable. He might not play this week, so that um makes Campbell's upside even higher. I like Campbell. Opinion. I got my Raiders shirt on today, so it's hard for me to <laughs> say that. And Schaub hasn't Schaub hasn't been that impressive. Schaub's this a stink. Schaub's even, a stinker. even with Andre Johnson with a mound, he's even less impressive. And I then think. what do you think about his wide receivers here? I mean, this is a little bit of a tough situation, but he's benching Plaxico Burris and he's going Santonio Holmes, Derek Mason, Mike Sims Walker. I I almost uh, recommend going both Jets. What are you doing? Receivers. Get Plax in there, Eddie, yeah. for one of those scrubs. He likes to catch like, touchdowns. Yeah, you got to pull. Yeah. Well, now, so who do you pull out? Mason or Sims Walker? I mean, your gut kind of says Mason, probably. My Mason. gut says Mason, but I think that Denario Alexander, he's the guy. In this St. is trash Lewis. man territory, so I go. I default to Dorian on these, Eddie. I think that, Alexander's only shown up in one game so far, though. I, I mean, trust but, him. But that's the only one he's really been featured in. Um, hey, I'm sitting Derek Mason. He's, it's uh, yeah, his first I mean, week gotta, in Houston. You, yeah, you, I mean, he did. You got to see how he's going to fit in that new offense. Joel Dreesen is the man in the Houston passing game. Everybody <laughs> saw that last week. All right, so hey, the the place where I'm the man is when I go to Planet Fitness and just really get pumped up. We, me and Dorian, hit all five locations around ta- around town. You know, about you know, probably what three, four times a week. Yeah, this last week was this last week was kind of rough. I, I did, I did, I didn't make make it to many times this last week, but that's my own fault. Uh, Planet Fitness, top of the line. It really helps me bring my game when I roll downtown, you know, and we get and, and and we go to bars like Ten Oak when I'm in shape from working out at Planet Fitness. Saw <laughs> the ab coaster, <laughs> ab coaster, friendly staff, clean clean facility. Everybody go check them out. PlanetFitness.com. All right, well, it looks like we're gonna roll out to break fantasy footballers. We'll be right back. We got an interview, great interview lined up for everybody, and uh, stay tuned. Welcome back, fantasy footballers. This is Roster Watch, live on 104.9 The Horn, ESPN Radio Austin, uh, 12.60 a.m. also, Austin's FM Sports Talk radio station. Uh, listeners, we got a great guest for you today. 
We have John Eisenberg on the line, Baltimore Ravens insider. Uh, we're really excited to find out all things Ravens today. John, are you there, sir? I am here. How are you doing, bud? This is Byron. Hey, I got Dorian here in the studio with us. We're in a beautiful day in Austin, Texas. Are are you up? You're in, you're out in Maryland. I am in Baltimore. A beautiful day here as well. Great to hear. Great to hear, John. Um, so we wanted to ask you first of all, how are these how are these Ravens shaping up here? Well, I think the Ravens are pretty good. Uh, they are, I think, one of the better teams in the AFC. I think uh, they're going to. I think they're a playoff team this year. Uh, and uh, you know how far that's sort of been there. The, the limit that they've hit the last few years, good enough to make the playoffs, not good enough to get to the Super Bowl. We'll see whether they have have uh, that little extra oomph this year. Uh, their defense is looking really strong, uh, one of the best in the NFL, and really active and aggressive and a, a real tough, tough unit. Uh, the question is whether they're going to have enough offense. It's always sort of the question here. Are they going to have enough offense to – to push them over the top and and get to the Super Bowl, It'll, it's uh, there's a lot of excitement about the Ravens in Baltimore, and I think it's justified. The real question is, are they going to be able to 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 keep uh, the ferocious Cincinnati Bengals at bay this year? <laughs> hey, well, the, I can't believe the Bengals. So uh, <laughs> neither can uh, we. Yeah. What's that? I said neither can we. It's a joke around here, but they're, they're yeah they're they're playing tough over there too. They show up every week. So what is well. Their coach is a pretty good defensive coach, so you know, good defense keeps them in the games. Well, and they 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 kind of threw the trash out off of that team. I think they've cleaned their act act up a yeah. little bit over there. You know what I mean? That, yeah, yeah. It was all negative energy. So, what's the extra oomph that you're talking about for the Ravens? What would that be this year? Is that just more scoring? Well, is that Flacco coming through, finally taking it to the next level? Uh, definitely Flacco coming through, and it's just sort of getting their act together on offense. They've sort of been all over the map. Uh, when they made the AFC Championship game a few years ago, they were, they were really a, a running team, ground and pound. You know, they they ran the ball like uh, almost sixty percent of the time, and it was effective. I mean, that's that that sort of went with their style. Flacco was a rookie, and and they couldn't put the game in his hands, so they ran the ball. But Flacco's in his fourth year now. And they made the decision in the offseason, sort of organizationally, that they, they just weren't explosive enough on offense. Uh, one thing they were lacking was they just didn't threaten opposing defenses enough. And, and they have a quarterback who's sort of coming into his prime or should be in his fourth year. So uh, they've changed their, their M.O. a lot on offense. They're, they're taking a ton of downfield shots. They're throwing the ball a lot more. And Ray Rice, who they, who's their best offensive player, they have to get the ball in his hands. They're, they're throwing it to him almost as much as they're handing it to him. They want him to get 20, 25 touches a game. Used to be mostly rushing. Now it's rushing and throwing. So they're just trying to make more big plays, be more dangerous, and, and it's still a work in progress. I mean, they have Torrey Smith, who's a rookie a receiver, uh, who's had one big game and otherwise done nothing. Uh, and the problem with it is Lee Evans, who they traded for, has been injured. So they've had a, he was going to be their downfield threat, and he's, he's not going to play today against Houston, and he's just not been on the field. So that sort of gummed up their plans a little bit, but it, it is what they intend to do. Do you see any well, of these? Well, John, you, you, 
you were you were you were talking about uh you were talking a little bit about uh Ray Rice and 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 the and his increased workload this year I guess with the departure of guys like Willis McGahey and Leron McLean a, a, a lot of uh a, a lot of fantasy football owners had, had, were were really have been really pleased with with the way he's been producing the way he's been staying in there at the goal line with the way that he's been staying in there for the third down touches and the receptions as you, as you've mentioned out of the backfield being yeah. a Texas guy and been, uh, uh, originally right uh, and then that's correct being, being uh being being married to a UT grad uh, oh congratulations um, maybe, that's great yeah, yeah yeah welcome to the family oh uh, thank you of, of of course we have to ask about Ricky you know some people thought that he would come in there and have some kind of sustainable role on that offense that might be similar to one of those departing guys uh, it doesn't really seem like he's been integrated too much into that offense is is that due to Due to the game plan, sort of, you know, sort of changing, and then just wanting to get the ball to raise that often, or do you do you foresee that role increasing at all? I do foresee it increasing. Uh, what's happened with Ricky so far? Uh, and they like Ricky a lot. I mean, Ricky, you know, they gave him a two-year contract, four million dollars, and and uh, they brought him in. They saw him as an upgrade over Willis McGahey. Um, and what, see what they did with McGahey, and the reason why the the that uh, you know the the fantasy owners you know got so upset about the Ravens was yeah they gave McGahey the ball in the red zone, or usually inside the five-yard line. McGahey scored a lot of touchdowns, but he had a very limited role other than that. Um, and I mean, McGahey is still a productive back. He's he's done fine in Denver. Uh, they just wanted the ball in Rice's hands. Um, with uh, Ricky coming in, they they really envisioned him as sort of a fourth quarter hammer, and you know, much more of a guy that would just you know they could send him to the line as the game went on, and and a different style, more powerful than elusive like Ray. So, but. With this focus that they've had on throwing the ball more, they've sort of gotten away from the run uh, in the first four games. So it's a big issue up here. I mean, the, the Ravens are in the top ten in the league in rushing, uh, which is kind of a kind of ironic because they haven't been focusing on the run at all. But they've broken a few big plays, and Ricky's broken one. He's also fumbled twice. He's also and and they don't like that at all. Ray Rice uh, didn't fumble the ball one time last year in the regular season, and. So they're sort of used to that. Uh, he did fumble, had a huge fumble in the playoffs, Rice did. But um, so uh, throw all that in there, and Ricky is sort of not quite in the loop yet. But uh, I know that the, they, they do have plans to increase his workload. Hey, John Dorian here. I wanted to ask you from a fantasy player's perspective um, about these wide receivers. you see any of them stepping up this season? you see anyone being consistent, someone that um, can be relied upon? Uh, well, the only one, uh, well, Torrey Smith is, is a real interesting uh, rookie that they drafted out of Maryland. Super fast. And he had a huge game, just huge game. That was game a monster. Too. It was a monster. <laughs> yeah. Again, it was all in the first 12 minutes. He scored three, caught three touchdowns. The, the Rams just, they couldn't cover him. Yeah. Um, they just couldn't cover him. So, But he, he's done virtually nothing other than that. Uh, but uh, he certainly he, he he also got behind. I don't know if you saw the Sunday night game against the Jets. He was behind Darrell Revis on a play, and Flacco overthrew him. Well, that's the thing so. I saw last week. He was even though he had kind of a stinker production wise last week. I felt like Flacco was really looking his way, and I saw him beating beating Revis. I actually picked him up. I picked Torrey Smith up this week as a bye week fill in to play 
against the Texans with Lee Evans out. I like the play. Do you do you see? Do you like that at all this week, John? Yeah, I think he's going to catch some passes. Uh, I do. They they want to establish him. They want to establish him badly because uh, with Evans out, I mean their whole thing is is to make the defense back up a little bit. You know, just to make them uh, honor the deep ball because that's something that hadn't happened here in a number of years. I mean, last year they had all those veteran receivers, Mason and Hushmanzada and uh, Bolden, Bolden, who is still here. And they're all, they were good receivers, but they didn't, they couldn't run past anybody. So all these teams uh, really crammed down the box and clamped down the running game. And so they just wanted to change that. That's what this whole thing is about uh, is, is, is stretching the defenses that they play. So Torrey Smith with Evans out is a key part of that. So, they're definitely going to be looking his way. Well, my, That's a, I think it's a good play. And my question is, too, because I'm just already looking long-term. I mean, if he plays and plays well, does he keep the starting job once Lee Evans comes back, or is this going to be some weird rotation once that happens? Uh, a good question. I mean, they they, they, they uh, that remains to be seen. I mean, they like Evans a lot, and they got him for a fourth-round pick. It was, a, I think, a really good trade. Um you know, a guy that's had a lot of production over the years, but he's hurt. I mean, they, he, they're coming off the bye week here. He's had he's had two weeks to get that ankle uh, fixed or better, and it's not. So this is coming off the bye week, which you know, give you got a two week period here, and he's 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 down today. So uh, that that leads me to believe that who knows when this thing's going to be right. I mean. I mean, they thought all along, well, we'll get Evans back pretty soon, blah, 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 and we'll get it going. But it's looking like they might need to settle in here with Evans. I mean, they just can't count on him. So um, uh, when he, if and when he comes back, he's going to have to play his way back in. And and uh, I would assume that by December you'll see him in a starting role, if, if that's if, he gets that ankle healthy. Uh, but uh, for the foreseeable future, the uh, job is Tories. So one last question for you, John. What do you think about Ed Dixon? He was kind of hot for a little bit, then kind of cold. Uh, do you see his role increasing as the year goes on or what? Absolutely. Ed Dixon is a good fantasy play, a good steady one. Uh, he's the tight end here. They got rid of Todd Heap. Uh, people freaked out in Baltimore. Todd Heap was very popular and productive in Baltimore for a number of years. But he was going to—he was due a pretty big salary, and, and, and they thought, well, can we replicate his numbers? with somebody who's younger and cheaper? And the answer was yes. Dixon, uh, Flacco likes Dixon. He looks to Dixon. He's, he's used to all those years of throwing the heap on those crossing routes and 12-yard gains over the middle on third down, and, and he's already doing it. He targeted him, I think, 12 times in the Jets game. Uh, and Dixon dropped a couple, and a couple of them. And Flacco was really off against the Jets and not accurate. He was having accuracy problems, which is rare. He's normally, one thing he is is pretty accurate. So, uh, but he's going to look to Dixon a lot. So uh, there's going to be receptions there. He, he caught 40 balls last year and was in was injured a lot. Another reason they got rid of him, and he's injured again uh, this year. So, but uh, I think they feel like Dixon will catch more than 40 this year. I, I love the Dixon support. I've been staring at him all week on the waiver wire. I'm a Dustin Keller owner, and I'm a little worried about him. Some seeing what's out there, and I, I, I do, I do like that. So that's great to hear. Hey, John, we, we really appreciate your time today. We follow you on Twitter. We love everything that, that you that you post all the time. We got to run, bud, and get to our next segment. But you have a great Sunday, and enjoy the games today, and go Ravens. Thanks a lot, John. All right. Thanks for having me on. All right. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, listeners. That was John Eisenberg. 
Ravens Insider. That was brought to you by Ten Oak, our favorite place to hang out on Monday nights, drink whiskey, and watch football games. $10 beer and burger special. This is Roster Watch, brought to you by RosterWatch.com, streaming live at ESPNAustin.com. This is 104.9 The Horn, Austin's FN Sports Talk. Welcome back, Austin, Texas. This is Roster Watch, brought to you by RosterWatch.com. Make sure and visit our website for all your fantasy football strategy, news, and rankings, especially the Garbage Grab, written by Dorian himself. Mm-hmm. It's a great, great article. Uh, Ten Oak, they introduced me to something I really loved about two weeks ago. What was that? The, the manager <laughs> and very beautiful Dana. <laughs> Introduced me to Lafog. That is, mind you, that what? is not spelled anything like it sounds. It sounds French, but apparently it's Irish. <laughs> it doesn't make much sense. <laughs> but let me tell you, I like sipping some uh, some nice whiskey. And the beautiful thing is, there they just instead of when you get it on the rocks, they give you this one massive. It's ice literally cube. a rock. Yeah, it's a huge. It looks like a massive diamond. It's huge. Sweet. And uh, it it's got that real peaty flavor to it. And she Dana says it's. It's for really sophisticated men. I told her that was pretty. Hey. On, that was pretty. On, it was pretty on point. But hey, it's hey, very, very, very true. You look, you look a lot more sophisticated drinking that thing. You look than real I drink sophisticated in that Raiders T-shirt. <laughs> drink, drink. Yeah, that, yeah. You, there's, there's nothing. There's nothing women find more sophisticated than a Darren McFadden T-shirt jersey. Hey, hey guys, give us a call four four seven ESPN four four seven three seven seven six so we don't uh, spend all our time talking about Byron and his Raiders. Well, hey, but well, we are gonna we are gonna talk a little more about Byron though. Right now, it's the, I need some. I want to get some help specifically, Alex. I'd like to have you pipe in, but I, this is a little more trashy ter- territory. So I definitely want to get Dorian's take on this. All right, so in an important league, actually the league that I'm in with guys like you know Jeff Ketchum and Sean it's Adams not and that Chip important Brown. Important if I'm not in it, Byron. Yeah, the one we've managed to keep Dorian out of. Hey, the gates are shut to municipal trash workers here in this league. All right, so I'm pretty weak at wide. I got a good team. I, the three kings in, in this league for me are my are my Darren McFadden, Ray Rice, Tom Brady. Those guys make my my roster pretty sick on their own. You don't have to start a roster, but let's that. just so tell me wide receivers. I need two. I need two of the following wide receivers. Trash man, tell me who they are. Alex, feel free to to contribute. Tory Smith. Baltimore at home against Houston. Titus Young, Detroit at home against San Francisco. Jacoby Ford at home against Cleveland. Remember, I am already starting McFadden. And uh, actually, that would be, I need two of those three guys. What do y'all think? Well, I'm I'm definitely going with Torrey Smith there, first of all. He's, he's a, in my lineup yeah, right now. Yeah, you got to stick him in there. The other two? Agreed. You agree, Alex? Yep. Okay, and then Titus Young and Jacoby Ford. What do you think? Young had a stinker last week. I like Ford a little I bit. I don't like either of them. I'm going to defer to Trash Man here. We're starting to get a little bit stinky. I don't love either of them, but just looking at targets from last week, Titus Young had only four. Jacoby Ford had seven uh, for best um, for second on the team. It seems like they're trying to get him the ball. It hadn't been amazing yet, but he still had been full speed. I think he finally is. Maybe. Yeah, he's he's more. I mean, he's more susceptible for the big play 
I the think. only thing is, it, San Francisco gives up a lot of pa- action in the pass game, don't they? And I've been thinking maybe Tidy Young would finally spring one, maybe. But hey, but Jason Campbell might behind his back. Uh, um, so a lot of points today in Oakland, probably against Cleveland. And we think there will be some points in that game. You say Jacoby Ford, probably. That, that, that's, that's I would. I mean, I mean, I would go Smith and I would go Smith and Jacoby Ford if Joe Hayden was playing. I would. I, I would just say you know I'd say I'd say it's a toss up, but. You know they're gonna if they're gonna if they're gonna have their nickel guy in there kind of taking over that cornerback role. I mean, who knows? You could get a favorable matchup. All right, you guys don't have to twi- twist my arm. It's a Raider. He's he's <laughs> it, the move, the move has just been made. Yeah, why you even okay, now I have two. Now this is where it gets a little hairier. I think I have two flex spots. It's a wide receiver tight end flex. I got two two open spots, and I need to choose from these guys. Okay, I would still have Titus Young available. And then I've got C.J. Spiller at New York Giants. I've got D.J. This is going real deep. D.J. Ware, the third running back in New York with Brandon Jacobs out, who does get some occasional action at home against Buffalo. And then I've also got Fred Davis, tight end, Washington Redskins at home against Philly. And then you're hearing these things about Daniel Thomas being a little hurt. I got Reggie Bush on Monday night at New York Giants. So Reggie Bush, Fred Davis, Jacoby Ford, DJ Ware, CJ Spiller. I need two of those guys. <gasps> two of those guys. That's a nasty two sound. Two of those guys. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, for me, I, I, one of them for me would be Fred Davis. I think he's, he's in the line. Back. He's in the lineup right now. <laughs> yeah, the Philly linebackers, uh, I mean, the, we've seen they, they can't do yeah. anything really. Hey, like I said in my like like I said in my three thoughts from from each game, Andy Reid kind of looks over at Juan Castillo like he's a like he's a, the same way he looks at a pizza that has vegetables on it. Just disgusting. <laughs> with disdain, with absolute disdain. That that yeah. that could be the most hilarious thing ever <laughs> mentioned on Roster Watch. That's hysterical. <laughs> okay, so Fred Davis. So that's one. So then I need one more out of Reggie Bush, Titus Young, DJ Ware, and CJ Spiller. I'd say I say give Reggie Bush one last spin. You like him mm-hmm. better than Spiller? I do. I do, I especially with Dan- Daniel Thomas being questionable. Um, the only thing is, I got to wait till Monday night. Then that's true. Yeah, Daniel Thomas, though, man, he's had a bye week to get over this deal, and it, it, it's it isn't going. You know, it isn't going away. It's a hamstring, and you know, it's it, he was a, he, he was he did get to be a limited participant in practice by the Easy Friday practice. And so that that bodes well for his chances, but you know, obviously, if he had the whole bye week to rest it, and then had to rest it for a majority of this week, and only got a limited practice in, and he's a rookie, and there's a new quarterback in there that they're going to be teeing off on. Uh, I mean, maybe you know, maybe this could be a week where you could where you could go with Reggie Bush. I mean, you you know as well as anybody that I absolutely hate him, but hate him. I, but Jets defense <laughs> is we a all little susceptible Bush here at Roster Watch. Jets defense a little susceptible, maybe with Henny out and a worse, even worse passing game than they already had. Maybe they got to rely a little bit more on the run, try to create some kind of explosion with some of these passes yeah. to Reggie Bush. Yeah, I'm not I would sure. think it. I would I would just think that they might get him a little bit more involved in the in the screen game and stuff like that. Maybe he could bust one off. Reggie Reggie likes those bright lights in Monday Night Football. In our rankings, I mean, this is how bad it is. In our rankings, actually, only I have C.J. Spiller ranked. We've got him as our thirty nine point three three player <laughs> running back of the week, and then Reggie Bush 
again, I only have him ranked at 39, and so he's our 40.33. I mean, we this is literally the bottom of the barrel. And y'all, y'all ranked neither of these guys, so that's not good. So, Reggie Bush? I think he's got a little more upside there. Yeah, I like Fred Davis and Reggie Bush out of that Motley crew of four. Well, hey, I, I, Dorian's can look at it right now. Look mm-hmm. at the two guys that are in the li- have been in the lineup the last three days. No Sunday swindles. It's just like <laughs> Alex writes about on Roster Watch. Okay, and then one last thing. What do y'all think about this trade? I'm proposing. I proposed it to actually to Chip Brown. I it's been sitting there for four days, so I I pretty much <laughs> figure he's not going to take it. But I offered him Reggie Bush for Michael Crabtree. Oh no, he's not going to do that. Is that? <laughs> would you not do it? I wouldn't. Uh, Michael Crabtree. I mean, if things shape up how they, yeah, I think ridiculous. they're going to shape up, um, he could be the number one receiver in San Francisco. Josh Morgan out. Well, don't tell. Year. Don't tell any. Don't let Chip know this. Chip, cover your ears if you're listening. <laughs> what, Alex? What do you think? No. Uh, I just. You can I don't see know. What I'm I mean, thinking. I. I mean, I could kind of. I could kind of see where you're going with it. I mean, but I mean, I, I think that the, I, I don't think that the trade would be that unfair on either side. That's what I was um, hoping. Just I don't know if ships. I don't. I don't know if ships going to take it though, man. Didn't didn't he? Wasn't there some kind of trade where he like didn't he trade away James Starks or something to get Crabtree? God, he values I, him. I don't know. I'm no, just I, trying to do anything I can to get Reggie Bush <laughs> off my roster yeah, for just, something. <laughs> a bag of peanuts. A dollar and some envelopes, some stamps, <laughs> something. You know what I mean? Well, you might be well, able to look. I can't, can't, can we take a quick minute to talk about one of our great sponsors, Straight Music? Um, I was just, I, I was, I just came from, I just came from, uh, God, where was I? Detroit, but it was the night before in Cincinnati, and we were getting interviewed by a Peak Three Radio, and they were asking us. You know what we really loved about living in Austin and about the music scene, and of course I had to say straight music. Uh, straight music's been in Austin for 48 years, over three generations, and you do not get that kind of longevity in a in a city like Austin by you know by by treating customers wrong or or um, or doing anything besides being the being the utmost pro at everything you do. There, Austin's only uh, authorized Yamaha dealer. They have everything from guitars. Bases, drums, band equipment, orchestra equipment, from kids stuff, you know, all the way up to the best pro gear there is. You can find it all at Straight Music. I was reminded yesterday of just how bad an experience you can have going to a big box music store because we we just we we had to go find one to get some drum heads for our for our drummer, and it, it just it 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 made me feel almost as as sick as having Reggie Bush on my team or something like that to go into this big box store and sift through this garbage. But you're not going to find any of that straight music. It's straightmusic.com. There are two locations in Austin, the south location at Ben White and Lamar, and the north location near Lake Lawn Mall. You can also find them at straightmusic.com. Go check them out. It's the best prices in town. All right, guys, we're heading for a break. We're streaming live at ESPNAustin.com. This is Roster Watch at 104.9 The Horn, Austin's FN Sports Talk. And AM 1260. Welcome back, fantasy footballers. This is Roster Watch. We are brought to you live today by Upper Decks. Sports Bar and Grill on Barton Springs and Riverside. Our favorite place to hang out for Sunday night football. Hang out on the decks. It should be a nice one this evening. 
the bears. <laughs> it is just beautiful outside and the perfect time to go upstairs to the third floor, watch on their massive projection screen, and go go do what we did last week and watch those Falcons get annihilated. <laughs> oh, my God. The truck is overflowing this week. It they, literally trash is falling off out of the top, out the back. There's no more room for anything else to be compacted. It is a it is a it is a nasty truck. I can smell it all the way from Kalamazoo, Michigan. Well, guys, you know what time what time it is. You know what that sound means. It's a, it's a, is, it, 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 this is a trashy. There's box. only one truck <laughs> trash, that's, man. that's that dirty. And you know he comes on Sundays now. Um, so I have some guys for you this week. I actually think these guys. I think it's a pretty good uh, trash week. Um, so the first guy I'm going to talk about, he led the Eagles in targets last week. Do you know who he is? I'm probably, Jason Avant. It gonna, is. You're uh, right, Alex. Very good. It you seems like it seemed like they were looking at him a lot back. more last week. They looked at him ten times. He got ten targets last week. Um, I look for him to continue to be productive this week. Um, you know he had some nasty fumbles, um, previously kind of hurt Vic a little bit, you know, because it kind of caused some of those interceptions too. But I think it's a guy that they're starting to look to more and more um, on this Eagles offense, especially with Steve Smith really not being able to um, get and in he, there. And he called that him. players only meeting this week. Maybe he's some kind of leader that gets a little extra love that way too. I hope a- so. Avant called a players only meeting? Yes, sir. He sure did. Wow, I didn't know, I didn't know that he was the one behind that. I would like to point out to our listeners that if you listened to Trash Man last week, you would have known to get Steve Breston in there and to get who was the your other trash pick that kind of went off Dorian the two wide oh, early Doucette in the early set. So everybody pay pay attention. These sound like garbage. They 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 smell like rotten diapers, but. This can help you win your week. Listen, you Dorian thinks Jason Avant's going to be putting plenty of pepperoni on on Andy Reid's pizza this week. <laughs> make sure, make no sure broccoli. he he knows he knows to send a meat lovers. <laughs> All right, um, another guy who I'm looking at um, is Donald Brown, running back for the Colts. Oh my god, <laughs> he led the team in rushing last week. Against the Chiefs with 38 yards, <laughs> 38 yards, but it was more than uh, Delon Carter, who was only had 20 something. Um, he's been somewhat of a bust since he's joined the Colts. Um, somewhat, but he was somewhat. he was picked up in the first round two years ago, and I think maybe he's starting to show glimpses of why that was the case. Well, I'm glad we're not spending uh, too much time on Donald Brown. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, obviously, our listeners should know that Joe and I will 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 not be playing this week, or you know, uh, we, we don't we don't even know when he's going to be back. So, I mean, it's going to be one of those guys. I don't know. There there was a there was a club owner in, in in Columbus that I was talking to the other night that was in a terrible bye week situation and. Donald Brown was a guy that was available, and I, you know, I just told him, it's, you know, you got to pick him up because, you know, there's nobody else here that has a chance at getting a lion's share of carries for any of these teams. And I get, I mean, it's, it smells trashy. I, you know, I hate it. It's right out of the garbage heap. But I mean, I, I got to agree that it's, it, it definitely should be on the garbage grab this this week for sure. Nice, nice, thanks. Um, another guy. That I know the two of you probably have never heard of. Am I going to have to Google this guy? 
<laughs> I'm in the business and I won't even know his name. <laughs> it's Naaman Roosevelt, wide receiver for the Bills. Naaman Roosevelt. Isn't that the Na- <laughs> Naaman Roosevelt? Former president? Isn't that, Steve Martin's, isn't that Steve Martin's character in The Jerk? <laughs> Something Naaman close to that. But he actually led the Bills in targets last week. A lot of people don't know that. Um, he had two more than Stevie Johnson at seven. He's he's filling in for Donald Jones as that second wide receiver. A lot of people are putting double double coverage on Stevie Johnson. Um, David Nelson, uh, he's here and there. You know, I think Naaman Roosevelt might be a guy um, that we can see production out of, even consistently in the oncoming weeks. Yo, trash man, do you see? Do do, do you see? You don't see David Nelson as the as the as the true number two there. Because you just said he's filling in for number two Donald Jones. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, if you're, if you're just if you're looking at the depth chart, uh, Donald Jones is the second receiver um, after Steve Johnson. Uh, David Nelson's more the slot guy, and so I think um, I mean they're going to get Roosevelt lined out wide opposite Stevie Johnson, um, and I think he's going to be productive. I'm thinking about going with my buddy Dudley Dawson, who's, who, who, <laughs> who they're thinking about starting a wide receiver. He's deep. That is edge. that is literally Naaman Roosevelt. That is literally the trashiest thing I've ever heard come out of your mouth, and that's saying something. Well, I'm going to keep an eye on him. President, the great Naaman <laughs> Roosevelt, or next of kin too. Well, let's see what he does this week. Let's see what he does. Hold me to it. Do we um, burn our trash in your town, or do we detain? Or I mean, how does it work? I hope we burn it and it goes up in flames. We'll see what happens. Um, okay, another guy. Um, I'm looking at tight ends here. Um, Delaney Walker. Tied in for the 49ers. Um, with Josh Morgan hurt, um, Braylon Edwards still out. Delaney Walker's a guy who gets a few targets on that San Francisco offense. They love to throw it to their tight ends. Um, and I see Delaney Walker more and more involved every week. <sighs> well, yeah, Me and Alex always have we, a lot to comment on that one. We, uh, you kind of I mean, liked we, him, we though. You posted something about yeah. him, Alex. Yeah, I mean, we and we, you know, we did notice that he was getting, you know, he was getting, he was getting some extra balls thrown his way. I, I you know, Dorian and I, in, in week one when we were talking about Frank Gore, you know, we talked about, you know, about with the new offense that they'd be running a lot of double tight end sets, and we were thinking that you know Delaney Walker was going to be a, you know, a, a, a real good run blocking tight end, which he, you know, he hasn't. I mean, he's 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 been okay at that, and certainly been coming on, but. Seems like they are finding a little bit of a role for him. I, I think that uh, Kurt, is, uh, you know, I think he's NFL, worthy of a look. I was watching NFL Network this week, and Kurt Warner does his top five quarterbacks every Wednesday. He put Alex Smith in his top five this week. So, my man, God! Well, hey, man, the four What is this world coming to? Those Harbaugh brothers have done a good job in the NFL, but man, what else is in that? Not. What else is in that big heap of trash? I can see. I can see you <laughs> smiling over here. Well, something that something that Byron's not going to want to hear. Um, it's that weird the, smile, like he smells something weird back too. Position, <laughs> and, that, and, you, and you might have been the one to produce it. And that is Craig. <laughs> Craig with a K and two G's. Lumpkin. Uh, running back of the Buccaneers. Um, a lot to a lot of people, the obvious choice in replacing um, Legarrette Blount is Ernest Graham. I mean, that's, who I'm I mean, sick that's, about that's this week. That's a flex. good play, but I don't like it when things come easy. I I like I like I like the tough plays. And Lumpkin is a guy who will get third down action for Tampa Bay, much like Ernest Graham did whenever Blunt was in. And I think if he proves himself, you could see a lot more action as uh, Blunt. Um, he could be out for a few weeks.
Well, you know it's a real trash man when Ernest Graham isn't filthy enough for you. <laughs> yeah, er, like as if Ernest Graham isn't bad enough. You're saying that. You're saying that. All right. Well, Raheem Morris, Raheem Morris has already said that that Ernest Graham will 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 be the feature back. So that much, you know, that much we know. So basically, are you saying that if you want a guy who can produce like Ernest Graham was producing when Legarrette Blunt was in, then you can go after Craig Craig Lumpkin. Uh, well, I, I just, well, let me ask you, who was Tampa Bay playing this? week tampa bay the is they're playing the uh, saints and the saints if i'm not mistaken are really high scoring team at tampa bay that's why i thought they're gonna have to throw the ball tampa and bay is gonna have to come from behind they're gonna have to get the third down back involved i thought and that I was think, graham that's who it's been all year but graham but yeah, is but the they, feature back now craig lumpkin's gonna be the third down back well this week. i'll believe it when i see it <laughs> hopefully we see it the okay. one thing we believe when we see it are the size of the jalapeno poppers <laughs> at Upper Decks. Actually, we can't, Actually, I can't, we can't believe, believe it. I can't it. believe it. I, can't I mean, you, you would literally bend over and hike this thing to your friend, <laughs> and you could actually catch it you in could, your mouth. You could, you could, pun, you could punt it or really kick a weird. Sebastian Janikowski 63-yard field goal with it. You might be yeah, able to. Yeah. It's it's delicious though. Arugula salad, just like anything at Apple Day. Gin and club sodas. Yeah, and, and you know nights. what? And you know what they introduced? What they introduced me to last Sunday was was a drink special called the Happy Meal, which is uh, you get a shot of like you know two Walker or something like that, and you get a tall boy with it for five bucks. So don't tell anybody. It's a roster watch only deal. But if you <laughs> you go in there and ask for a Happy Meal, tell them tell them that we sent you. Right, right. Um. All right, so one more guy before we close out um, that I'm looking at, and that's Joel Dreesen, tight end of the Texans. Love him. Uh, we missed Don Dreesen last week. We thought that uh, but we did say Casey was going to get the action, you know. So, but it was the other second tight end exactly. <laughs> in Houston. The, the uh, two, he's the real two A. Lightning in a bottle this week. Um, the Texans are playing the stingy Rams, uh, Ravens defense. Excuse me. Uh, and I expect Shop to keep things uh, short and sweet, thrown to his tight ends all day. I think that's all the time we have today, guys. Thanks for being here. Hey, real quick, let's, we got a couple seconds left here. A few picks for our listeners. My Vegas picks up on rosterwatch.com. Redskins plus three at home versus Eagles. Colts plus six and a half on the road at Indy. Moneyline Carolina plus 155 at Atlanta. Moneyline Buffalo plus 155. At New York Giants. Do you have any closing remarks, Alex? Where are you playing? Uh, we're being uh, heading heading right now to Chicago. We're going to be at the Apple Store today and uh, playing playing there tonight. Then I, then I have a couple of days off to write some articles and do some analysis for RosterWatch.com. So be keeping an eye out for that. All Sounds right. good, guys. Roster Watch brought to you by RosterWatch.com. This is one of our on the horn. See ya.